G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today I've got a special guest on. I have Dane McDonald from Clean Health Fitness Institute. How are you doing, Dane? I'm fucking great, mate. It's uh, good to be here, brother. So Dane, um, we'll, uh, we're going to get through his story. He's got quite a long history of um, years in the fitness industry and has done quite a lot. Mike, I guess, quick kind of pre-Dane intro is just kind of say I've known Dane for, geez, almost like eight, nine years now. And um, I worked with Dane for Dane for a fair few years at Clean Health Fitness Institute, where many of you guys know me. Dan used to actually train Lauren Simpson before me. Um, and Dan was also a business partner initially on things like gen pop and reverse dieting and initial bikini body and was really the one who kind of got my confidence up to actually put a lot of those programs out initially where I was like, eh, what's the point? So Dane has a massive kind of um, connection in the industry of a lot of great coaches and doing all these cool things with the fitness industry. So Dane, thank you for coming on board. And do you want to give everyone, I guess, just a quick rundown of who you are and what you guys are doing at the moment. Look, I, I tell people when they ask me who I am, I mean, look, it's a multitude of things. You know, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father of seven. Um, I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. But I think one thing that underpins that for me is like, especially in the business context is like, I'm a qualified PT, right? Like I, I haven't done any kind of CEO course or, <laughs> you know, degrees in business and all this type of stuff. And I think, um, you know, my mindset has always been like, if I can visualize something, if I can kind of see it there as a possibility, then I can actually bring that into my re reality and create that. So I think like, I kind of just fell into the whole entrepreneur thing. I mean, obviously, as you said, when I got on, you know, kind of comparing me to George Clooney with this great little beard of mine that I got going at the moment, you know, I'm turning 41 in two weeks. So like, I've been in the industry now for, uh, this would be the, the 21st year you know, 21 years in the game. And I think when I started, it was a very, very different industry to what it is today. There was no such thing as like fitness entrepreneurs and all this type of stuff that we're just like saturated with on social these days. So I think like for me, I've just kind of fell into this and this, um, you know, this business, this this enterprise. And it's it's, you know, definitely come with a lot of trials and tribulations along the way. But I think, you know, for us today at Clean Health um, Fitness Institute, like we are the biggest fitness education provider um, in Australasia. Um, you know, one of the biggest brands in the world in the space. Um, very, very fortunate and grateful to to call people like, you know, our mutual friend Lane Norton and Sebastian Oreb and Hattie Boydell and Jackson Pios and things like that, you know, partners in different product lines that we have with that. Um, so, yeah, in a really good space today and um, happy to be here to, to serve you and your community, man. Thank you. Um, so on that, so I've known Dan, I think since 2015, I think I heard about clean health back about 2014 and first time we met was 2014. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can tell you, tell you, guess the story. When was that? That was in the course, was it? Internship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, the, the funny thing is, and we'll kind of go over in the podcast is that, you know, Dan was kind of saying about the the space being very different these days. And mm. when I was a personal trainer, back that was maybe when I was about 23 or 24 or something like that, 23 maybe, um, there wasn't the abundance of education and courses out there. And there wasn't mm. really, you know, social media wasn't being used to put out education. It was just, you know, when it was used, it was people with great bodies selling supplements or something like that with motivational quotes. Yeah. 
and I came across Clean Health back when it was. I remember the website and I was like, oh, there's these transformations and you weren't, there weren't things you're were really seeing. And I was like, oh, there's these really good results. And I remember it was funny because you know, this was when I was kind of in very, very good shape back in the day. And I remember, oh, I might go to there and, you know, get a coach from there to learn and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, maybe I'm not even good enough. You know, so it was like, because I was like, <laughs> oh man, you know, and that's, but you know, because they put out good transformations and you know, that yeah. doubt. But then, yeah, I, um, Clean Health were doing courses and, there wasn't really like anything out there at the time. So it was definitely ahead of the curve. Whereas now everything is that, but I guess what I wanted to talk to you about initially is obviously you started off as a personal trainer and then you're a very, very successful personal trainer. And after you became a successful personal trainer, obviously, you know, we can get into, you kind of created the gym, the brand, the clean health had coaches, then it kept kind of building and building. I guess you kept going up a ladder of from a trainer to a good trainer, to a business owner and yeah. to then education provider. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you know, you see a lot of people trying to do all this stuff, but I feel like they skip a fair few steps, like number one, being a good trainer and, you know, everyone's like yeah. a business coach and stuff like that. So I guess the first question is what made you at a time when it wasn't trendy and cool, you know, cause now it's easy to see people do that. So, oh, cool. What made you, I guess, A, want to, but B, also think it was a, probably a good idea to transition from being say a personal trainer to actually having your own business that then did actually educate coaches before it was actually the cool thing to do. Yeah. Look, and I think it's a, uh, gosh, I mean, it's such a, there's so many angles to come at this from like, I think it, for me, my light bulb moment for like what I wanted to do was in 2009 it was January of 2009 and I was attending a um, first, like I'd, I'd learned and, and kind of looked at stuff on like T Nation, Muscle Nation magazines from Charles Poliquin, the late Charles Poliquin. And he was in Australia doing a seminar and it was a, a 10 days straight, right? It was a 10 day straight seminar. And um, you know, at the time I was just working by myself as a PT. I was earning good money. I was, I was probably earning about 150 grand a year. Um, you know, what, three and a bit thousand dollars a week, um, training time for money, you know, working six, seven days a week. And by that time, like clean health was a year old, but clean health was literally just a way for me to mitigate my tax by setting up a corporate structure under a brand through Fitness First, um, where I could, you know, have some of the the tax deduction kind of scenarios that a company compared to a sole trader affords you. And so I remember anyway, sitting down this, this, um, day one, this workshop with Charles Polcom. And obviously at this time he was, you know, the biggest name, him and Paul Check in the industry. And I went in there, you know, I'd, I'd spent, uh, I'd already been in the industry for seven, eight years, $150,000 as a trainer back in 08 was a lot of money. You know, with inflation, it's like 300 grand now or whatever whatever it is. Um, so I was already one of the, the highest earning trainers in the country. Um, and was already getting good results. I'd gone to uni, done all that stuff. But I went in there, and within two hours of being there, I'm like, I'm a dumb shit. Like, I went in there with this ego, and then very quickly I realized, like, fuck, like, on a on a domestic scale in my city, I'm elite. But if I go into the big bad ocean on a global scale, now I'm the small fish. Now I'm the junior trainer in my local fitness first when I compare myself to these people. And it was probably the light bulb that made me realize that, and we've all gone through it. You know, you've gone through it, I've gone through it, that whole ego. And I, I think especially as driven, ambitious men, 
It can be the downfall of us at times. It can be both the catalyst for growth, but also the downfall. But I remember distinctly remembering like, fuck, I don't know anything. And so I I reached out to Charles at lunch break and I said, could I um, like hire you for an hour just to pick your brain? And he kind of, you remember what he was like. He looked me up and down and he's like, he's like, yeah, you can. He's a thousand US. I'm like, I, I remember thinking to myself like, thousand US for one hour? Like, you know, and, um, you know, I, I didn't want to like uh, say, no, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll pay it. And in that hour when I sat down with him, you know, I was able to kind of start learning from someone that was literally decades ahead of me at that point in time in not just servicing client results, like from an industry perspective, but also a business perspective. And by the end of that hour, I realized that my skill set and knowledge could only go so far as an individual that for me to actually go out there and scale, to train more people, to serve more clients, to help people, I needed to, to evolve my business model. And so that business model in that area of the industry, as you know, was let's open a gym, right? But obviously at that point in time, there was no, like the in, the gym scene in 09, 010, like you literally had the beginnings of franchises, like Anytime Fitness and things like that. So like today we see all of these um, franchises, they weren't available back then. So to open a gym, you literally had to open a boutique gym without a, um, like without any, you, you're not going to get finance for it because it's an unproven business model. Um, even getting um, like your equipment on hire, right? So like literally I realized that point, A, I wanted to open up a gym and I started to kind of visualize what that was going to be. And then um B, it's like, okay, well, to do that, I'm going to need at that time about like the way I wanted to do it, about $750,000. And my current um, service delivery as a PT, that's going to take me fucking 10 years to do it. So I remember I went back, went back home and started, you know, trying to figure out things. And then I realized that to, to get to that level of um, economics to go and open this first gym, I had to bring on people to work with me in the team. And you remember all of the original clean health coaches, because I know you you're around back in the day. And so to do that, I'm like, okay, well, um, I need to have uh, trainers working with me, but I also need to generate enough leads to feed into them. So how can I do that? And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm already getting good results, but I need to get phenomenal results. Yeah, I need to get such good results that literally, like when people think of results, they just think of me. You know, and so I'm like, how can I do that? Well, I have skill gap deficiencies in nutrition. I have skill gap deficiencies in physique prep. I have skill gap deficiencies in periodization, in programming. So I'm like, what courses can I go and do so that I can kind of collapse a 10-year learning period into one or two years? So in 2010 and 2011, like, mate, I was fucking obsessed. I, I remember one time I found out that Francine Savard was doing a two-day comp prep um, seminar in Rhode Island on a Saturday and Sunday. I found out on the Monday, five days out, I'm like, I booked it. I booked my economy ass back of the, the thing flight. That Friday morning, I flew to Boston, got in a car, drove to Rhode Island. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Drove to Rhode Island, um, got into the hotel at like nine o'clock that night, woke up the next morning, did the two day seminar on the Sunday at six o'clock, got in my 
my car, drove back to Boston, got on the plane and came back to Australia, arrived at 5 a.m., went to the gym at 6.30, trained clients about three, then I think just collapsed and like, fuck, I've got to go home and sleep. And then went back and sleep. Like that was my level of commitment. And within 12 months of doing that, there became separation between my skills and my competitors, the other coaches of the industry. All of a sudden, something, a result that might have taken me six months to get, I could get in 12 weeks. It's, um, it's, um, it's funny you kind of say that about, you know, traveling for courses and stuff like that back in the day. And, you know, that's what I did Yeah, to America, Europe and stuff like that. And, you know, these days, you know, let's say that course was $1,000 in you know for a two-day course if you lived in rhode island but for you know for you you probably spent two three thousand dollars just on travel and then whole and then hotels and then thousands of dollars in lost clients it's more like a ten thousand dollar course and then these these days coaches don't want to pay you know seven dollars for an online course which is they can do at their own time and then it's not just that it's the money that you would lose the opportunity cost of revenue when you were traveling and so like uh you know like you like i spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, both in terms of the actual investment in the course courses, then, um, you know, opportunity that I lost. But I think like you're the perfect example of it. And I think that's why you and I connected so well, because like by the time I got and opened my first gym and kind of, you know, it was a, a very funny process because I, by 2011, I brought on my first staff members and then by the end of the year, so by 2010, I was earning around 500000 as a face-to-face trainer. I was the highest paid trainer in Australia. I was working on a Bond Street Fitness First. Um, and I was, you know, I guess the original kind of training all of the, the fitness models, you know, the the Zoe Dailies and, and all this. And so I would be bringing them into commercial gym environment. Then all of a sudden, other trainers started like I was just getting this influx of trainers saying, "Hey, how are you getting these results? Can I pick your brain? You know, can can we do a, a, a consult or can you train me?" And then I kind of took that into creating because I knew I wanted to bring that. Like my leads were increasing. I was having like a um, like a one or two or a three month kind of intake time for new clients. I'm like, I need to build out some sort of like system to download all of this knowledge that's in me and build it into a framework for other coaches to work with me even if they only get to 75 80% of where I'm at that's totally cool because that 75 80% is still fucking better than 95% of the other coaches out there and so that's when I did my first I just think I remember I did my first seminar um out of the yoga studio at Fitness First North Sydney in June of 2010 I had 12 trainers from around uh, around Sydney um, pay me like 500 bucks each. So like I, I uh, six grand for two days of teaching. I was like, fuck. I mean, not only is this good money, but it's like, I don't even feel like I'm working, you know, because I was just like, I was passionate about it. And then it's a, by the beginning of 2011, I ended up bringing in, and this is one thing actually for anyone that's got a small business, like in, in the service-based industry, especially in fitness, like online coaches, gym coaches, or, or gym owners, like a lot of your initial, um, a lot of your initial like trainers or, or staff, like look at your own client portfolio because they're the ones, and I know you've done it too, Mark, just like with people that you brought on to work in your business, they've come as clients or, or things like that. 
because they've got vested interest in you. Like they already see you as the mentor and they're the mentee. So there's already that kind of um, re respect laid out. They believe in your philosophy. They believe in your system. They believe in the value. So when you bring them on to work with you and partner up and collaborate, like they're able to, like they embody your brand and your business. And so the initial clean health kind of coaches that came on at that time, they really embodied it. You know, they embodied the brand, they embodied the business. And very rapidly, we grew to the point where, you know, by the end of uh, 2011, I had like 12, 13 coaches. Um, we were doing uh, about 250 PT sessions a week. Um, you know, we were doing, I was at this point, not doing a million dollars profit, but like doing like seven, 800 grand in profit, 1.5, 1.4 in revenue. Um, was this before the CBD, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so this is, I had uh, 12 trainers working through Anytime Fitness and um, Fitness First. Got it, yeah. So it's kind of all of a sudden in one year, I'd gone from a process of like, it was just me to having, you know, a dozen uh, team members. And like, I didn't know, I knew how to generate revenue, but I didn't know how to, like, I guess the business of the revenue. And I think there's that, you would have seen it too, it's like there's the there's a lot of people out there right now, you know, doing stuff online, which is great and, and building these businesses and generating this revenue. But like generating revenue does not make you a business person. Generating revenue just means that people see value in you as a product expert. You're a great marketer and, and good at sales. And that's what I was initially. I was fucking great at that. But what I quickly learned is that when I, I brought all this revenue in. I had this team to disperse it to and to service that. I very quickly had to start learning business systems, processes. Um, all of a sudden, I'm a leader. I'm a leader and, and managing a dozen staff. And it was a very steep learning curve. Um, made a lot of like mistakes along the journey. But it kind of led into then saying, well, I've built this brand. I've got this team. And you know, by that time, I'd, I'd we'd had a website. Our, we've had our initial actually website since about two thousand nine, which I'll touch base on in terms of like organic traffic and SEO and things like that if we get into it today. But I quickly uh, I saw early on the importance of having some sort of web presence. Um, and you know, twenty twelve we opened our first gym and kind of, you know, the business just started to to grow and scale from there. Yeah, the thing for me was I think is cool is that you know it's one thing to do something these days when everyone else is doing it so it's like oh well success leaves clues or all these people are making money so of course maybe if i do this then i'll probably succeed but you know for you guys it was or for you but it was kind of looking ahead i think being forward thinking which i think is often quite hard to do you know it's like all right well where where are we at right now in the fit in the cycle of you know life and stuff but it's like well where do we want to be in three four five years and so i remember you know we always doing the courses i think you know your years and years before majority of the people who came up and a lot of the people who then did run courses and the competitive courses they were your at students. your courses they were your students <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like and um but i just want to touch base to actually go way 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 back to something that you said because i just want to um um go actually back to when you did the consult with Polygon for 1500 a $1000 or it was probably like 1500 australian dollars or whatever yeah. when you were younger and stuff like that and i've got this theory right that there's lots of different courses and stuff like that 
over your kind of journey in all aspects of life. You know, you can have, do a course that's really dry and you get some really kind of like detailed, basic kind of like, you know, science-based knowledge. You can get courses where you kind of learn about certain stuff, like, you know, they're better educated, about more practical ideas or, you know, or yeah. even seeing, you know, I've been to courses where I didn't really take that much from the coaching, but I just learned like, wow, this is how they actually structured their day. This is how they taught. This is how they yeah. spoke to the audience. This is how they marketed. Yeah. But I'm a big believer, you know, it was like the Pollocan thing and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I haven't actually, I haven't spoken to you about this, but even though like, you know, you did an hour with him, which how much can you learn an hour? Like, obviously, you know, there's things and stuff like that. But for me, like often those kind of one-off mentoring calls or something like that with someone really famous or big you look up to often set teaches you a couple of things. Number one, like the value of a brand and name because they can charge so much and you're like, well, you just have a feeling that they're worth it. And, and that kind of, you, you learn that, Hey, well, you know, if I built my brand, it, it actually drives up your worth, you know, you will pay more for things. Hmm. But secondly, as well, just, but even just kind of having the ability just to, you know, spend an hour with someone you kind of look up to and can talk to and chat to, I feel like it often gives you more confidence or it inspires you. So yeah, it might not be like, well, I've solved my problems with my business, but it kind of opens you up your eyes of, Hey, holy shit, these things are possible. Uh, honestly, that, that I often say without Charles, clean health wouldn't be what it is today. hundred percent. You know, uh, you know, him and I, unfortunately probably weren't getting on the best towards the end of his life, which is something that, you know, I've cried a few times over since his passing. Um, but like I'm forever grateful and indebted to that guy because, you know, he was the one that really motivated me at that point in my life. He gave me clarity as a young man on the potential. And I'm like, if I'm sitting down with an industry legend like this and he's giving me the time, then I must be doing something right, even if I'm paying for it. And I think that's the thing with like courses and brain picking and networking. Like it's that proximity to power concept. And it's, it's, you know, even if you only take away, like at that point, I didn't even have the questions to really like get or extract like the the knowledge gap between him and I in certain areas was just so far apart. I didn't even know what to ask him. I feel but like he, one hour is kind of like problem solving, you know, if you've got a specific something, you know, to mm. ask an expert. But at that point though, an hour can just be kind of like opening up your eyes to, hey, what's new? It was it was a combination of of inspiration and just, it was literally just taking, like I knew I wanted to go somewhere, but rather than kind of getting to it like this, it was like, okay, that's a very clear focus because I came out, out of that. I actually made a bet with him saying that I'll open up a gym within three years. And if I do, you will use it as the East Coast um, facility that you do all of your courses at. And he laughed said, well, if you can do it, then I will. And obviously I ended up doing it, right? Um, but it just gave me the motivation, the clarity to do it. And I think it's like, um, you know, at the time as well, I probably felt like a bit stupid to even sit down with someone like this. The, you know, like, uh, like insecure. kind of. <laughs> yeah, like it was not, not worthy. Like this is a guy I've been looking at this guy for the last 10 years and blah, blah, blah. But I think... That's why sometimes I was saying it to a student today um, in a call I did prior to this, as I mentioned, that sometimes you just got to like put yourself out there and fucking like go for it. And you, you, like the most, the biggest growth in life comes from being uncomfortable. 
So like I often say, if you're feeling uncomfortable right now about something that you're doing, um, it's probably, you should probably do a bit more of it because like, you know, some people talk about being um, not necessarily like presenting. Then just fucking present more until you get comfortable doing it, <laughs> you know, but like you're probably uncomfortable presenting because you don't have the knowledge to back up what you're talking about. Yeah. I kind of feel like sometimes it's a combination of things. And it's like, I actually told Dane to read a book recently. Um, I think it was in the book, Who Not yeah. How, where it talks about procrastination. I think kind of talked about where yeah. you kind of, you know what you want to do, but often you don't even have the, either have the skill sets or you don't know where to go with it. It's like, well, I, mm. you know, it's not lazy that I don't know where I want to go. Like I know, like I want to be better at something, but sometimes you either have to go just do it and do or, or seek out help for that. But I think a lot of the stuff, you know, for me, like a lot of the courses I've done, I think a lot, like my kind of pet peeve with people is, you know, they do a course and they think, well, I did this one course for three days. I should therefore be a world-class coach. And it's kind of like, um, you know, piecing together a puzzle. And over the years you learn something, right, yeah. right, cool. That, that course might not give me everything, but help me actually learn how to program a squat better. Or I remember even a courses with, um, you know, what that, uh, yeah, I remember the PT um certificate um the course at Clean Health. You know, it was like I still yeah. remember the f- the first day at the Clean Health. It was like a GBC workout. And it was like a overhead press partner with a split squat, and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Like you can do antagonist supersets. So it seems basic yeah. as fuck now, but unless you're at, there was no one really kind of talking about that. It's not that like me going and knowing an antagonist superset now is going to make me the world's greatest coach, but it just mm. it's just building up little by little by little by little. When I think it, it's it's almost like that Bruce Lee principle, like, you know, I, I can, I even see in, you know, I was looking at some of your programs the other day and I can see like the, the Charles and the clean health influence in there modified and adapted to you. Right. Just like I did the same thing with, with, uh, you know, Charles, it's like, I took a framework, applied it, realized that I liked parts of it, then parts of it I did it. And then I adapted it. And so it's just, I think it's being open to it. And I think that's like, you know, by the time we met in 2014, um, and and I, I distinctly remember that that internship, I think like you know we'd built up this brand. We uh, were we'd started kind of teach. We got our first um, domestic interstate education contract for a gym down there. Um, you know, that the paid paid me thirty thousand dollars for the week to go down and teach. I was like, fuck, awesome. You know, go down, fly down, you know, and, and teach for a week and stuff like that. We did our first kind of workshops in Montreal, um, and 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 actually by that time, funny story, it's like the student becoming the master. So I'd gone from learning from Charles to teaching with him, right? And I actually said it to someone yesterday uh, about you know us, and we'll, we'll kind of get into our history more, but about us reconnecting. And when we did the podcast the other week, um, and I was just asking you about your daily routine. And you're like, one non-negotiable for you is you read 30 minutes a day. I'm like, fuck. I used to tell people to do that. But I haven't been applying that myself the last probably year, in particular, say, in the field of business. Um, and so I literally straight away off the back end of that, <laughs> when I got the book that you mentioned, and I've, I've read it since then, obviously, and extracted a lot of value from it. But it's an example of... Um, you know, obviously, you know, we had a relationship, you've learned a lot and then seeing your progression from like student to master, you know what I mean? And I, and I think it's like a lot of, 
you don't get to where you've gotten, you don't get to where I've gotten if you just think that A, you know it all, and B, you can do it all yourself. There was a yeah. quote I heard, there was a quote I heard from Schwarzenegger recently saying, um, no such thing as a as a self-made man. And then when I heard him articulate it, that, that he's like, I'm the combination of all the people that I've worked with over the last 50 odd years. I'm like, it's it's such a powerful quote because I think even that book, Who Not How, um, it's it's all about, uh, you know, collaboration. So I guess that kind of the collaboration kind of feeds into, you know, kind of what Clean Health has been kind of doing um, lately, the last couple of years, you know, obviously, I, I, I actually, before I get into that, I want to chat about, you know, that I think is the later stage because I kind of want to get, obviously, you know, you've started doing the courses and there were the in-person courses, but then I remember maybe it was around 2018, 2017, 19, that range that then, you know, you start to shift much more to like an online focus and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're like, you know, I remember the courses, you know, I remember I get hired at clean health and I was teaching, um, you know, different cities and, you know, the different global, countries. Global and stuff head like of education. That. Yeah. And so I was lecturing in, around the world, different countries and stuff like yeah. that. And obviously, you know, that's one way to do stuff, but, you know, pretty quickly around that time, it started to lead to, Hey, well, maybe you don't have to spend money on taking people, coaches over there and just be limited yeah. to people who can turn up on that day. So do you want to touch on kind of, you know, the transition to the online space from a course, which again was, I remember Clean Health was starting to do the, you know, really big in the gym space doing courses. And then other people started to pop up doing their courses in gym. And then again, you kind of deviated to then the online um, pr um, presence was like, so like how, how hard was that transition and was it successful at the start? And kind of what did you learn from that? I think like, um, one thing with with clean health is like if you were to look, a lot of people look at clean health now and just see it as online fitness education, but clean health is actually is it's in its fifth generation of business model. So, so it's like we developed a brand that initially was PT, and that was one business model, and then business model two was taking that brand and putting it into gyms, and then that was one in one gym and then multiple gyms, and that was one business model. And then business model three was taking that brand and putting it into live event education, and that was one business model. And so what I found is, like, I've I, I created a seven-figure revenue, not profit business as, like, um, a trainer outside of gyms. I then went into gyms and created a seven-figure uh, profit business within gyms. I then diverted my focus to go into live event education and then created a seven-figure profit per annum business in live event workshops. And then from that, we started to go into uh, online, which we'll get into in a second. But it's like sometimes your brand, I've learned, like the business model that Clean Health has now is the perfect business model for the, the brand. So I liken it to um, a, a car, right? You might have a V12 high-powered engine, but you've got it sitting in a Hyundai. So the Hyundai, sure, if you've got that engine in it, it's still going to do well and get impact and drive revenue. But if you were to put it in a Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini, it's going to go a lot faster. It's going to scale a, a lot quicker. And so I've had to 
I've learned so much through like getting a business vertical to this level and then kind of realizing that to take it to the next level, it was probably capped, shifting my focus into another model, bring that back up to this level and then realizing that's probably going to be capped too and then shifting my focus and putting it into that model and then bring it up again. Like I just looked at today in the, in the core, like our accredited education. So like our Cert 3, Cert 4, we did, you know, the last 12 months we've done 6.4 million in revenue on that, right? J just on that one revenue line. Um, and I was presenting it to the team. I actually think I, I sent one of the photos to you yesterday. Um, and that's excluding our e-commerce and our live events and whatnot, which are bigger than that, right? But it it took years to figure out the best business model for our IP, right? And so I had to go through the trials and tribulations of learning that, um, growing a gym business, nearly going bankrupt throughout that process because I diverted my attention, um, rebuilding that business, selling it to someone we both know, getting a nice you know seven-figure exit on that, and then rebuilding it again until kind of 2018, I think, you know, and it's ironic that you and I started this online journey together, right? You, so, all right, Michael, my question to the all mm. that is, is that a lot of the times people kind of be like, all right, cool. Well, Dane Clean Health is doing this thing right now. They've got, you know, big name they partnered with you know big names and all that stuff so cool mm -hmm. so all i need to do is start a business and partner with big names and that's that but those big names wouldn't partner with with clean health had like not done all that those previous steps so that's the thing is that yeah. i just feel i always just feel these days that people see success and they don't you know it's a whole iceberg thing but like everything you know obviously you were successful you know many different steps back but then each step yeah, it wasn't nearly as successful as the business now, but each step is kind of the foundation. You had to go there to then get to the next step, to get to the next step and you learn and and it's not always a fun process. It's some painful as you want to go there. But when you actually look back, it, when you look back, there are, um, you know, value, valuable steps that actually then eventually get you oh, to where you look, you know, uh, you know, at, at the moment, you know, we're in the process right now of uh, looking to acquire another company in the space space for over $5 million, right? So, so like I've gone from being the entrepreneur that was charging by the session to now, like we're looking at acquiring companies inorganically to facilitate our growth impact and overall enterprise value. So like, again, though, this is all shit I've just had to learn on the fly and, to your point, like none of those, like those partners or things like that, had I not had the track record, like the, firstly, there wouldn't be the relationship there and there wouldn't be the trust factor to go and do it. So it's like, you know, I think um, even like going online, like in 2018, when we did our first kind of thing online together, which we'll get into, like Clean Health had been around for a decade, not 10 weeks, not 10 months. 10 fucking years that that's over 3,600 days, you, you know? And, and so you, you're dead on, right? Like I'm, I'm very big on delayed gratification. And, and sometimes it's like, you know, yes, as much as you would like, I said it in a call today to people, as much as you might have a vision of achieving this future tomorrow, the people that last in any industry, and especially in ours, 
have gone through a very similar process to you and I. They've slugged it out. They've worked in the trenches. They've had the highs. They've had the lows. They've had the court cases. <laughs> they've had all the BS uh, around the time where you get to a point after 10, 15 years and it's just like, you know, A, you look back at it all from a place of I'm grateful that it fucking happened, but you also know that you've got the resilience to weather the storm, whatever that might be. It's interesting. Like I often, you know, I often get feelings of severe levels of, you know, feeling stagnant. Like I'm a person who, you know, has big goals and yeah, I, I, I'm a combination of, yeah, delayed gratification. Like when I'm, you know, I buy a lot of property and stuff like that. You, you get that, you go, all right, cool. You know, property is a long game. It's a 20 year game, you know, or it's like, yeah. you know, buy ETFs, S&P 500. You know, they're like, oh, well, when I'm 55 or something. But then obviously business, you know, for me, I guess I was like, for my mental health, I was a kind of a victim of my own success in that um, mm. when I really, we kind of, um, obviously I was doing well as a personal trainer and stuff like that. But then when I launched my kind of programs, it just blew up. It wasn't like a, you know, you know, grow 10% a year. It was a grow yeah. you know, six or 800%. And then you kind of get used to that level. And then, you know, the longer I've been in business, it's not always going to be that, you know, du tri double and triple and quadruple every single year. And that's also like, oh, cool. Like it's learning to kind of go, all right, well, right now I'm kind of where I'm at. And, you know, I kind of like the saying, I've heard it a fair bit lately is that, you know, where you currently are is kind of due to, you know, your current knowledge and your skill set. But if you want to go to that next level, then you need to become a new person to get there. And for yeah. me, you know, it's kind of looking back, it's like, yeah, actually I am, I have developed a lot more than, you know, where I was two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. But then 100%. for me to go to where I still need to want to want to go, I know I need to be a better businessman from a person of hiring people and building a team. So I've been very much the last couple of years about, all right, how can I get better about, you know, specific skill sets and all around that. But now I'm at the way, you know, if I want to grow and go to that next level again, it's going to be about building out a bigger and bigger team and having more help. I say like, and I, I spoke about this in my class this morning, subject matter experts are learned, not born. Right. So if you're a subject matter expert in marketing, you weren't like, sure, you might have been born with an, a better understanding of marketing, but you've gone and acquired the skills and experience to become the SME. I gave the example of Lane Norton this morning. Lane Norton didn't get born, come out of the womb and become a PhD in nutrition. Right. Lane Norton fucking spent years of time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears in the trenches as a fit pro, going to uni, sacrificing money, doing things for free to now be in the top 0.5% of the nutrition space in the world. Like six, seven billion people, he's he's in the top five to 10 in the space globally, right? Um, he wasn't born, he was learned. So I think like the, you know, you're a perfect example of it. I know I'm a good example of it. It's like, um, just that continuous, I think what drives me is just becoming a better version of me. And if that means that uh, we reach more people, we drive more revenue, which your journey find does, I think the more you invest into yourself, just, you know, through what you start attracting into your life, it comes back to you in folds. Yeah, exactly. It just often doesn't always feel like, you know, you gain those rewards for those hard work, but it's kind of yeah. like, you know, it's kind of like fat loss, you know, you're dieting and you expect to say the next day after having a salad, am I lean yet? You know, it's like, you know, you read a business book and it's like, Hey, why, why is my business not changing? But on that um, mm. topic, I thought 
obviously we should kind of talk a little bit about, you know, our original kind of journey. Our first marriage. Yeah. So obviously I was at clean health and, um, the first guidebook I ever brought out, it's actually, it's actually hitting, um, five years end of this year. I think it was just before December 26th. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I remember I was at, I was at, um, the beach, I was uh, at Coogee beach with Josh Jackson, um, Josh and all at Coogee beach when it came out and, um, yeah, I I often go on lots of podcasts these days, and people talk to me about it. And it's like, oh, like you know, like what was your business plan and stuff like that. I was like, well, it wasn't a business plan what I do now because I was a trainer. You know, I was a trainer. I was like, I had a, I was online coach and I was doing education. Yep. It wasn't a thing where it's like, oh man, I'm gonna make money doing you know more cheaper guidebooks and stuff like that. Um, you know, I had no real kind of expectations. I remember talking to you about. I was like, I I actually vividly remember I was at Titans Gym at Coogee with Lauren and she's talking about, it. I was like, Oh man, like, cause we'll go into, I think Bali soon. I was like, man, if we could sell a hundred, I could make like a four or $5,000 that could help pay for the thing. And then like three days later, you sent me, I think like it was like $80,000 or something um, after launching it <laughs> from, from my split. I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe there is something here. So I was like, yeah, okay. Um, but truthfully, you know, and this, this is why, you know, for me, you know, we all have, I think doubts and, you know, stuff like that, or not even, wasn't well, even doubts. You're not even, you only know what you know, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, back then for you, like, what, what did you, what was your kind of expectations from it? And was it again, just kind of like, I thought, well, let's see if there's something here and, you know, but did it surpass no, no, what you're I, expecting? I, I knew, I, I don't know if you remember, remember that time you came to my, my house and, um, we were sitting, you know, in that, um, section, like the cabana section with the TV on the wall, and we were kind of going through things and I brought up projections and I was like, you know, showing, I, I think I'd put it at the time, I probably still have it somewhere thinking that we do about one to one and a half million in, in revenue. Obviously there'd be some expenses then splitting it in that first 12 months. And, you know, you were like, no way. Like you, 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 you were probably like thing, fuck, you know, what's Dane high on. But I think for me, what I realized at that point, obviously I'd been in business for a decade with Queen Health. Right, so I, you know, I, I'd, I'd, um, I'd bought some smaller business, I'd, I'd sold some businesses, I, I had a good understanding of, I've had, I'd had teams of fifty people, twenty people, so I understood a fair bit, and I think what triggered it for me, understanding the potential for online, was Madeline Georgetta. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, and you know, I don't even know if she's around these days doing much stuff, but I remember Maddie coming to one of the classes at Clean Health that we we taught, With and Sophie, um, yeah. Yeah, and and she pulled me aside. She's like, "Oh, Dane, do you do uh, business mentoring?" I'm like, "Like, not really, but like, uh, like if it's you know, you're a clean old student, I'm happy to sit down and do a, a consult and kind of see if I can pimp your business and you know, give you some ideas." And she's like, "Um, yeah, I've got this. You know, it's like I started doing this guidebook, and you know, like last twelve months, I've done a million dollars in revenue." And like, I thought she was full of shit. I was, I was just like, "Come on, a million dollars in revenue." I remember this. I was just like. You know, hearing that, I was like, that is seemed I, I thought she was, when you hear that back then, I was like, man, she's a billionaire, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so, like, for me, having gen like in my previous business models, knowing what it took to generate a million dollars in revenue with a team, staff, rent, all this shit. And then I've got this um, young woman by herself saying that she's generated a million dollars for an ebook at 47 bucks, 57 bucks. I'm like, I'm like, look, that sounds like 
pretty interesting, but come on, a million dollars? And she's like, yeah. And she pulls out her phone and shows me her Stripe for the last 12 months. And I'm like, I, I was literally gobsmacked. I was like, what the fuck? And so I'm like, yeah, sure, let's sit down. And so we sat down and she explained what she was doing. I obviously started, you know, uh, you know, she then hired me for 12 months and helped to grow a business, grow a app, and then blah, blah, blah. But throughout that process, I realized, and she was actually saying to me, she's like, Dame, you, you guys have the best IP in the space. Why isn't this online? And I think by that time, like, I remember, you know, you were going and teaching in the UK and Kuwait and we were teaching these workshops around the world and we'd have trainers saying to us, um, hey, I can't make your seminar in Chicago this year. Do you have online? And at the time, again, I'm a qualified personal trainer, not a technology guy. I'm just learning business on the fly. Um, fortunately, one of our uh, company clients, I remember, if you remember Tim, you know, um, former C-suite level executive at, at Dell Technology, he was also saying the same thing to me about digitizing your courses but obviously at the time we were still doing we still have a seven-figure online coaching business you know team of six seven online coaches we had the in-person gym we had the live events so we had three business models in one and i'm like okay yeah maybe maybe we replicate this ebook product but you know who's going to be the face of it because obviously this new this new age of social media is not necessarily being um it's not brand it's person obviously that's where we had our discussions and so i knew it would do well um but i didn't realize that you know within a week it would do you know a couple hundred thousand in revenue it was the easiest um easiest money that i'd ever made in my life but i think again what allowed it to be so easy is that for both you and clean health that as an individual there was proof of concept, like you were the global head of education, transformation expert. People knew that whatever information was in this book was going to help them. And so I think, you know, coming back to your point, it's like we didn't skip a step in the process. And that's what allowed it to, you know, do several million dollars over the next kind of, you know, 18 months that we were doing it together. Yeah, I often talk to people about it, you know, obviously, you know, um, Dane knows Jenna, Jenna Davies, my best yep. friend, and, you know, Jenna has her big appetite business and she works with a lot of coaches and she often tells me, you know, number one thing people kind of hire for is like, hey, I want to be like Mark Carroll's business. I want to sell challenges <laughs> and stuff. And they're like, she's like, okay, let's like slow things down. Let's, you know, understand like. And they don't quite realize she's like, you know, Mark was like a trainer for like 11 years and, you know, before he even sold a program. And I remember though, when I was at clean health, obviously I wasn't, I was doing, you know, I wasn't selling anything online or anything like that. I was mainly in, in the gym and obviously online coaching, but I wasn't selling us people, would, you know, book a call with clean health, et cetera. And, you know, yeah. so when I, and I was just posting content, but for me, when I then had a product to sell after, since I had posted all this value for so long and then finally put out something then put like, Oh, amazing. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people go, all right, cool. I started a business. Here's day one, buy my program and buy my product. And they got three followers and they doesn't, doesn't work that way. Like people, you know, like I kind of modeled what Charles was putting out, like transformations, client results. And, you know, you modeled kind of what clean health was putting out. Right. And so it was like, 
the, the whole proof of concept and you see it like all of the all of the value that was provided on social and you still do it today we do it you can get a result as a consumer or you can level up as a trainer if you just follow our social media channels you actually don't have to invest a cent you can still level up your life or career but obviously if you if we're giving you that much information for free then obviously if you invest just imagine what you could do and so like my approach to kind of marketing the brand was always like 70 20 10 70% free value to help people 20% showing client efficacy and 10% buy my shit and i think for most online coaches it's the other way 70% buy my shit 20% um here's some free value 10% here's some client results and i don't like you'll last one or two years in the industry that way yeah it's it is one of those things though it's kind of like all right change your mindset of, Hey, am I giving away all my information? Are people not going to want to buy from yeah. me? It's based like, Hey, actually I'm giving information that makes people want to be aware of me and then invest in me. Um, I know you've got to go soon. So I've got to have um, a few quick questions to ask. That's right. um, I've got about 20 minutes still, but I'm good. One of the, you know, I talk a lot about, um, you know, my mental health and stuff like that on yeah. social media. And so people often get, my side of things, which is always as multiple sides to a story, um, you know, so they get my perspective and I, I try to often go on, you know, I do my podcast often when I feel terrible and I tell everyone I feel terrible and people mm-hmm. can obviously tell, you know, I'm very upfront with it and stuff like that. And Lauren often gets a lot of questions like, you know, what's it like, you know, dating someone yeah. except for that. But my question for you is, is Dane and I, you know, had a partnership and then we had a, a bit of a rocky partnership near the end, um, you know, and, you know, Dane was going through some of his own stuff of his life stuff. And in the end, I was kind of dealing with other people, which not so much Dane, cause you know, Dane was dealing with some of his health issues. And then I was dealing with other people I didn't get on as well with. And then, you know, I was also having a lot of mental health struggles and stuff like that. And we kind of ended and stuff like obviously a couple, three years ago or so, I think like that, but, you know, for you, you probably would have seen a lot of the sides of working with someone like myself, you know, who has good mm. days, bad days, really, really bad days, you know? So, so what is kind of like from your perspective, you know, how, like how do you combat someone who sometimes you don't know really what kind of mark you're going to get or when yeah. Mark's in a bad place, like, you know, like uh, cause it's, I, it's quite hard, I think. Look, it used to be for me. Now it's not. Um, and I'll give you an example why. So like, I often say our our partnership taught me some of the biggest lessons in life and business that I've had. Um, you know, so as much as it didn't feel good at the time, and obviously you've got that time and kind of, you know, the feelings there. Um, in retrospect, I'm sure it's the same for you. Like I'm grateful that we went through that process and being able to reconnect like this again is, is fucking awesome um, because you're coming, coming in from a different place of maturity. But for me, at the time, like I, I was one of those people prior to 2019 that when people said depression, anxiety, because I was so emotionally disconnected, I'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. You're too weak in the mind. I was one of those dickheads. And so um, even though you were going through that, I had empathy for you as a friend, but never having been in those shoes myself, I didn't have enough empathy and i mentioned this the other day or ability to hold space for someone that was going through their trials and tribulations 
And so when I went through mine, you know, I was suicidal. I was medicated. I was on antipsychotics, antidepressants. I had a massive dark night of the soul, nervous breakdown in 2019, um, you know, which is topic for another day just because there's just so much to unpack there. But when I went through that myself, it was it was at the same time we were growing this business, right? And so not only were we growing our business together, I was also growing clean health. And so I was at the point, and a lot of people realize this, like I was incapacitated. I, I, could, I had a team of about 25, 30 people then. I could no longer work as the CEO of clean health. I, I literally was that fucked. I was in tears half the time. I was suicidal. I was feeling like a failure. Couldn't get up in the day. Um, all that type of stuff. And so I had to hand over reins of my business to my ops director at the time, um, you know, uh, and and friend of mine who's ironically, his name is Mark too. And um, he just had to basically deal with it all. And, you know, all of a sudden, um, because I was going through my thing, there was a person in between our, our relationship that you were having to deal with. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because as a business grows like, you know, you want to be able to kind of step away and not be as involved as much yourself. But one thing I've realized from from our partnership is even though I've got other people that deal with our other partners today, I still, every week, every fortnight, am reaching out to those individuals and having chats, having messages. Um, I'm not, I don't leave it to other people anymore. I think that's a um, when you're collaborating with other people that have got feelings, emotions, and all this type of stuff, um, if they've come into the relationship because of you, you need to um, maintain that, even if your business is at a larger scale. So I think at the time, I didn't have the empathy and the space to deal with someone that was going through their own mental health struggles. And then when you compound it with my, with me going through it, and it took me nine months to come out of it. It took me flying to fucking Mexico and spending a week with Joe Dispenza meditating in caves with fucking shaman in Tulum, like all types of crazy shit, right? Um, to go and experience. And a lot of development, actually, that that year, no shit, I did a thousand hours of personal development in terms of books and courses on mindset, neuroplasticity, meditation, spirituality. So I applied that same mentality to becoming a good coach as I did to, I guess, personal development, Right. And so I condensed a five, 10 year learning period into about 10 months. So by the time kind of 2020 came into, to, um, you know, came around, like I was finally in a, in a state where I actually could run the business again, but I had a team in there that was doing it. Right. And so I didn't want to step on their toes. And I, I still actually probably had a bit of fear attached to that because I was like, well, the business and the stress led to the nervous breakdown. I was, I was actually, and I haven't actually said this before, I was scared of going back in and running the business because I thought my mental health at that time wouldn't be able to handle it. And actually I prefer to use the term mental fitness because, you know, um, mental health to me is basically I'm labeling you with a health concern or condition that you're stuck with the rest of your life. Mental fitness implies that I can train that motherfucker up every day. Right. Yeah. And sure, I'm going to have low periods and high periods. But if I'm mentally fit, 
I'm doing my meditations, my journey, my mindfulness, my I'm religious with my time, stuff like that. I can out-train that. So I think when it came to um, kind of 2020, I was scared of getting back into the business and then COVID hit. As you remember, it was fucking like everyone was like, all systems go. I'm like, I made an executive decision to come in. I shut down our entire gym business, $1.8 million in revenue, gone. Um, our online coaching business, $1.2 million in business, gone. Um, and then I was like, I'm, I want to pivot our entire business into online education. And so at the time, you know, we were doing um, online guides, which were more B2C. And so my mindset at the time was, well, I want to pivot it all in one way and just go down this path. And that means that the the guidebook side of things, the online coaching side of things, the gym side of things, which all of them together was about $5 million in revenue. I was just like, nah, done, moved. I just want to focus on education. Now, in retrospect, um, could I have handled the situation better? Yeah. But I was operating from a place of fear. I was operating from a place of COVID's come, pandemic, lockdowns. I'd just gotten back into actually managing the business, not as a CEO, but coming in as like, you know, chairman. And so, you know, I probably, I made a lot of rushed decisions. And because I was still kind of coming to grasp or coming out of my mental health slash mental fitness nervous breakdown um i wasn't looking at it from all situations and, and all sides you know so so now like you know i have different uh, partners and people within our business that have their own you know struggles that deal with every day you know and, and that i hear with from time to time i think going through that journey myself though like to other business owners or people that work with people in the you know that might be going through ups and downs and stuff like that, like just because that's not you doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that just because you can't relate to that. So I think the biggest thing that our journey together, you and I, has taught me is just understanding and accepting that everyone operates differently. And um, as I've grown as a human and developed more empathy and kind of compassion, it's it's allowed me to be honest. It's allowed me to be a better human being, um, let alone a better business person. I so find it, hopefully, that, hopefully that answers it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I find it that I think people a lot of times in life, it's hard to understand things unless you've been through it or you know experienced certain things. So sometimes like there's always empathy, but I think there's empathy of like, oh, cool, I'm understanding you. Know? But then there's also then another level of empathy if, if you've kind of been through it. So like I I often use like. Lately, you know, I got really depressed through COVID and, you know, I put on about 16 kilos. I didn't train for seven months, put on 16 kilos. Yeah. And all of a sudden I saw food, Uber Eats is the one thing that would highlight, give me a, a sense of dopamine hit, you know, and all of a sudden for the first time in my life, I was overweight. I was seeing food as a reward. And then it was like, oh, wow. Like now I understand, like, even though I know what to do to lose weight, I've done it for years and years and years. It's not as easy. And so even sometimes when you go through those things psychologically, you go, yeah, I start to understand, you know, why your clients certain feel a certain way. So sometimes just going yeah. through things can often teach you a lot more than any level of 100%. Kind of empathy. I, I think it's a, you know, like, I mean, far out to be raw. Like I know what it's like to sit there with a knife and think, should I fucking neck myself? 
I know what it's like to get in a car and think, am I going to drive down a freeway and just drive off a fucking bridge? Because I've felt that I've been in that, in that moment. And, I, and I've felt that when I was going through my space. So I look at things very differently now. I think if you're a, if you're providing a service as a trainer to clients um, or you're a business owner, like whatever it is, if you're trying to go out there and do good, like it's your fucking responsibility. I repeat this. It's your responsibility to go and learn about mental health, mental fitness, depression, anxiety, bipolar, understand this stuff, like read books, try and like, because I think even if you haven't gone through it yourself, you can still achieve a high level of understanding and awareness if you're actually aware. Because a lot of people, like obviously these days, you know, it's kind of, sometimes it probably goes too far the other way where it's like over, um, like over kind of, cuddling a situation like and, and and stuff like that but i still think like as a business leader or as a, a trainer if you're working with people you need to have an awareness and understanding of this and it's probably one thing that i didn't do in my career which is why the universe was like hey fucker you might not have wanted to uh, gone and learn about this but now we're actually going to show it to you live and direct in your own little real life movie of um <laughs> of it right which is oh, what i life. went through yeah yeah exactly man um all right so i i like that i 100 makes a whole lot of sense and i really agree with the whole kind of aspect um mm. but i wanted to kind of i guess just finish with maybe just two quick questions that you, yeah. know, you can help with obviously coaches a lot of my audience are coaches or aspiring coaches or people in the in the industry or in general so number one is What's one mistake you think most PTs make when trying to grow their fitness brand? And maybe a mistake you've made in the past. So like for me, if I, I got, cause I got asked this question recently and I said, you know, I think that mistake or what we spoke about before was just trying to sell before you've actually give, given a lot of value to people. So my kind of thing is a mistake people make often is before they've even helped anyone or proven kind of, you know, um, a sense of, Hey, what I'm talking to you about, and I'm selling to you about, I've got proof I can help people with. I think a lot of people times trainers just yeah go, Oh, I'm a business owner now. Hey, now I'm, I'm trained with me, you know? So that's kind of my mistake, but again, it can be a mistakes on any kind of level. Yeah. I, I would say like, uh, that whole, con that whole concept of give it to get is something that a lot of trainers bypass. Right. So it's like definitely what you just said then. Like, I agree with that. Give to get the other thing is like, um, not being necessarily afraid to share the limelight. So what I mean by that is like, you know, by attending uh, courses or seminars or doing things, things like that, like you'll meet other people that, you know, some of them are going to be ahead of you. Some of them are going to be, be you know, maybe behind where you're at. But I think through that, that networking and collaboration, you know, like you'll start to, you know, do shared stories together, maybe collab posts together, things like that. I think we're in an industry right now where everyone is so like holding on tight to their secret source, their brand, their reputation. And don't get me wrong. I understand that as a business owner, you want to make sure that anyone attached to your brand as an individual or a company is aligned with your values. But the same concept applies with your colleagues as it does with clients give to get, you know, um, people tend to have transactional, a, a transactional approach to relationships and I've, I've been guilty of that in the past where it's like, what can I get out of this relationship? 
Whereas, you know, I like what was in, in the book recently, Who Not How. It's like have a transform, a transformational relationship where it's like both parties extract value. And you should go into it if you're having the relationship that you are going to give, like your mindset is going to be, I'm going to give more. And if they give, if they give back just as much, great. I'm grateful for that. But if they don't, that's totally cool too. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to over deliver. That's my approach now to everything. It's like, I'll fucking over deliver in every aspect of my life. Every aspect as a business partner, as a friend, as a dad, as a father, whatever. My approach is to over deliver. Now, if, if they send it back to me, great. If they don't, I'm totally cool with that too. I remember the clean health advice and in the initial concert was underestimate over deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, under promise, under promise, under, under promise and over deliver. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. So I think, you know, I'll let, I know you've got to go, um, I got to I got to take now. take my uh, my my eldest little boy to his interview at uh, at uh, at the at the school for starting kindergarten next year, which is uh, you know it'll be exciting. Crazy times, I used to get education these days for that. Um, all right, so obviously, Dane, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to just tell everyone where they can find obviously your own personal um, yep. social media, which I know you've been working on a lot, and then you know, of course the yep. the business in general. Just do you want to give everyone a quick rundown? I'm sure they know Clean Health, but maybe about who who you guys can help. Yeah, sure. So I mean, look, if you just want to connect with me, DM me, whatnot, like I'm really responsive on that these days, taking a leaf out of Mark's book here, um, at Dane McDonald on Instagram. Um, I've obviously got a very small following because it's not something that I've actively been doing ever. Um, as much as Mark's told me over the years that I should, I, I finally actually have taken action on that about the last six to eight weeks. Um, so I do think I provide a lot of free value there and all the type of stuff that we've spoken about today. Um, obviously the company is clean health just jump on clean health uh, instagram for that um, we put out a lot of like free master classes on nutrition training business um, you know our youtube channel as well our website um, you know so yeah just follow us on that we're we're here to serve both people that want to get into the fitness industry um, but then conversely trainers that just want to acquire some new skills to you know um, level up their skill stack and, and help more clients Awesome. And yeah, I, I've, I'm one of the people who have done a lot of clean health courses in the past. So I highly recommend um, their course, you know, they're always working hard. And also I think, you know, doing, trying to be really forward thinking of how you well, I think it's like, as well. I think it's like you, like, you know, it's like you got the science, but the science without applications means shit all. So I think when you blend those two things in, you know, the, the, the science and the application, that's where you get the secret sauce. But um I'll leave you to it, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. Super grateful and, and we'll connect soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys.